1: Just visit audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500, 500. That's audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500, 500
2: Welcome to the Nerdist Podcast number 841. Uh, right now, I'd like to take you to the exciting world of the Nerdist Community Court Board. These are the court board happenings for things in your community. It's just the corkboard that's outside the market that is the nerdest grocery store. Uh, and when you're carrying your bag of goods out to your car, hey, I'm going to stop and look at what all these note cards are. What are things that are happening in my community? Well... Comedy Abroad is a company that helps nonprofits in Latin America by raising funds with stand-up comedy shows. In two tours, they've raised more than $18,000 for four nonprofits and they want to do more but they need your help. They currently have a fundraiser to help make more shows happen, the charity support to help keep kids in school, help families living in poverty and more. To find out more uh, or donate, go to startsomegood.com/comedyabroad. And hey, I know the uh, Wednesday Night Meltdown show with Jonah and Camille is over and you're probably sad about that. But here's some good news. There's a new Wednesday night show in town at, uh, at Meltdown. Jay Larson and Rory Scovel are hosting a weekly show called The Rabbit Hole. So it's uh, great comics every week. Comedy show, stand-up comedy show has, uh, has filled in that gap. So go check it out. Tickets and lineups and more can be found at nerdmeltla.com. This episode is Jake Gyllenhaal, who I've never met before, didn't know what to expect, Uh, really nice guy, really warm, had a great conversation. I mean, it was was one of those things where I, I kind of forgot about halfway through that we were actually recording a podcast and that he and I weren't just hanging out. Having a coffee and uh, just talking about shit. So uh, I'm. Uh, I was. It was very cool that he made time in his schedule to come on and, and be on the podcast. I didn't really know that much about him. I haven't really seen him do any long form stuff. So uh, this was really great. And I hope you. Uh, I hope you are enjoy it and are as illuminated as I was. His movie uh, that you should go see is Nocturnal Animals. It is in theaters now. Tom Ford directed the movie. is is stunning. Uh, it, the acting in it is incredible. Jake is in it. Uh, Amy Adams is in it. Michael Shannon is in it, Aaron Taylor-Johnson, uh, Laura Linney. Uh, it's a fantastic cast, so go see it, Nocturnal Animals, in theaters now. If you want more information about it, uh, you can follow them on Twitter, at NocturnalAnimal, singular there. But on Facebook, it is Facebook.com slash NocturnalAnimals and Instagram.com slash NocturnalAnimals. And now, here's the Nerds Podcast number 841 with Jake Gyllenhaal. Katie, uh, please do the honors. Really just Tokyo. Tokyo is really its own specific subculture. Is your wife Japanese? She's not. Oh. She's she's American. She's from Connecticut. So did
0: you go to like Kyoto?
2: We did. Nice. Yeah, yeah. We got out into the traditional... Have you been? Have you been yeah, to Japan? Yeah, Did you sh- ever shot anything
3: there or spent time there? No, when I was 12, like I went there with... My mother's best friend is Japanese, so I went to Japan with like her, um, her and her son, and I was... Uh, there for like a month oh wow yeah it was in, i mean we went everywhere she's like a ceramics dealer mm-hmm. so she took us around and i saw like every part of like you know that's I remember we like this hidden christians you know that the hidden christians like the no there were all these hidden christians in japan at a certain time well, they all had to hide had that, point that point they were christians the century, oh right that's right oh well, well there you go so wow so what See, right we, on point. we know about
2: dirty underwear machines. <laughs> and you know about Jesuit priests. So that yeah. just kind of yeah. gives you a sense of who's where in the room. Uh, I'm surprised you haven't been back as in, like, no one sent you there to do a junket or something. I have done that, too, oh, but okay.
3: you don't really experience You don't get to see space. anything. No. Like,
2: yeah. Do you ever get a choice where you go, hey, I'll go, but you need to just let me hang out there for a week? Or is it just get in, get out?
3: Um, I try. But, like, we never really can pull it off. Yeah. Yeah. And we was always, like, you know, you, like, always try and do that. We were like, (laughs) hey, like, uh, can I take advantage of the situation? They're like, no, it's work. (laughs) You know, so that's sort of always, like. You've
2: traveled all over the world. Well, I've seen a lot of hotel rooms where I've done junket interviews. And, like, a
3: really nice restaurant every once in a while, which is really nice, but, but not the real thing. But Mare and I always make it a point to, like find some like interesting cool places it's the only reason why she hangs out with me actually <laughs> <laughs> it's true though i would think it's the best reason to be a publicist like well i gotta be there you know i
2: really i gotta go i gotta not make sure for someone okay. who's as
3: experienced as and wise as she is she's bored by it all at so this you point, have to make it interesting for at her, this point yeah. i would imagine
2: she's, she's yes. pretty much everything what do you like to do when you go to a town is there a specific thing like, oh I wanna see this kind of a museum or this kind of a local thing. Do you have a routine when you have a little bit of time in a new food, it's food. Food, yeah. 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 In in Japan it's a lot of
3: fish faces wait hold on like as in the band <laughs> no, no no that is that a <laughs> sorry band? i was going kit kat when you were going God, jesuit God, priest i posit. so great yeah uh
2: you know they just leave the faces on everything like you just you're, you're eating the fish it's like oh the face is on this is a fish you're that's eating a fish. great yeah.
3: yeah i mean fish eyes are good it
2: seems like it would be my wife thought it was amazing she was like i'm like you i don't know like if that. you want to no oh. it just it just feels like I don't know. It just feels like, oh, you're going to eat the last thing the fish saw before it... Like, it just feels so macabre to me.
3: But, I mean, that's what that's what we're doing. I mean, like, that's the truth of what we're doing. I we're know, but I'm like...
2: American, and I want to be lied to. I want to be lied to about what I'm eating. I don't want to know what it is. It's how apt,
3: apropos. <laughs> it
2: absolutely is. <clears throat> yes. <laughs> that's a perfect place. It's a perfect yes. place to start. Are you... Were you on the lot doing other junket stuff today? What are you, what no, are you doing? No,
3: no, no. I, I wasn't. I was... Um, i'm in la working on this uh this film uh that we're in post on nice was so. this the one you produced yeah nice yeah. stronger
2: yeah from your from Nine Stories, yes, your production company, yes. I know a few things.
3: Yeah, well, good. I mean, you know, <laughs> you have to interview someone. You should probably Google them or something. Well, this is not
2: an interview. I just want you to know it's okay, not yeah. an interview. I find I think interviews are. I'm not a journalist. This is just a conversation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. No, I know. There's no. I know I no know, I know. prepared questions. I know we talked about Kit Kat. That's how you start the conversation. So I do. Well, I kind of like to see where people because. I think one of the fun things about podcasts is that it's sort of the first medium where people really get to sense get a sense of who people are as humans. Like what are you like in a conversation? What, are, yes. what kind of things interest you as totally. opposed to – I just think an hour of being interrogated is not fun. And then what happened? And then yeah. what did you do? Like it just feels so – I
3: I enjoy it because it makes me feel falsely important. So, you
2: know,
0: that's like,
3: you know, free conversation will just allow for my stupidity to seep out. So I prefer like the interrogation style. It's just because I've been doing it for a while. So No, you
2: see, you're already like that. You're already wise. (laughs) You're already wise. Stupid people think they're smarter than they are and smart people think they're dumber than they are. There, that is a scientific fact that is a sci- there was a scientific study that proved this really that's yes that's it's the i talk about it all the time on this podcast the dunning Kruger studies it's a fascinating that people they found that stupid people have a uh, a specific drive to claim to be smarter, have more information than they actually have, hmm. which explains a lot of the internet. And then the reverse is true for people who actually do know more, like, oh, I don't
3: really know, you know. Well, then part of me is really stupid and part of me <laughs> is really smart because <laughs> half the time I feel like I know more than I actually do and the other half I I, I know that I don't. So. When do you feel most comfortable? When do you feel like you are, oh, okay, I got this. When do you feel that way? Uh, When? Um... I guess uh, very, very rarely, but I think it's not like a, a feeling that I have. I, I, I just, I, I like I trust my my instinct, not my gut. My my gut has a lot of issues, um, so I, I trust my instinct. And so, um, so I, I, I think when that's happening, when that's connecting, there's this sense of joy, even even if it's. Um, even if it's painful, does that make any sense? Yeah. So I think there's sort of, it's like, it's connected, the plug's right and it's fitting and right. And, and, and that's when I, that's when I kind of, I don't know, it's when I'm, I know, I feel, I feel right
2: yeah it feels right, and is that sort of you know from project to project do you do you just use that as oh, this feels like the thing that I should do or this seems like something I could do or this is challenging in a specific way
3: not necessarily project to project, I think you make a decision, you dive in and then moment to moment it changes like there's a there's a moment you know in every day or a few moments in every day where it feels like something is is magic, and then most of the time it's not you right. know and so i i mean that, that's how I feel, like making movies in particular. That's how I, I tend to feel like you're you're very rarely creating magic, you know. It's just you're just generating crap until <laughs> something magical comes f- from it and you have to be patient for it to sort of arise. Right. You know, and that's the thing is that's why I think that David Lynch thing about like kind of catching the big fish is really true is that it's there. You just have to humble yourself for it to to come to you and then you know most of the time it doesn't right you know what i
2: mean so but not even like not even like a project, project but like within a project yes I'm that's sure what i mean just, yeah. you're just scooping it out and you're like well i hope you know and you i guess you just have to trust well this team seems to know what they're doing so i, I trust
3: well yes and no i mean i don't i i, I say that but then i also pick very specifically based on so many like if i'm thinking about a project i oftentimes it's not just about a director or or the screenplay, it's about all the other elements around it. With it, with enough time in this this business, I start to realize that the people who really make a movie are the people behind you know what we consider behind the camera, whatever right. That is, and um, and so I, I I usually really I geek out on editors and cinematographers, you know, and 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 those people who who put together a movie who really do the technical work because I see that that's where a movie is made. So for me, that's where. I often make choices based on director alongside their cinematographer or director alongside their cinematographer and editor and their choices before that. And very rarely do I do I not, you know, I mean, unless it's like this sort of again, that instinct just says, yeah, I should move that way. Is it enough that you want to direct?
2: Do you want to direct a lot of stuff? I mean, like, do you do you really feel like this is a direction? for you?
3: Yeah, I mean, I don't want to direct other people's things, but I want to, <laughs> I want to direct. Yeah, of course, yeah, I do. I, but I want to make movies. I, you know, I, I, I know this is this is gonna. It sounds sort of, you know, things come to you as they come to you, you know, and and sometimes they come to me as an actor. Sometimes they come to me in the form of something I can help somebody make as a producer and then maybe one day something will come to me in the form that you know as a director in that position you know i'm not like oh i want to be this thing i sure. just i want to tell stories and and however that sort of however i fit into that process i fit into that process
2: yeah well the nocturnal animals cast is amazing but i mean like all of you i watched it last night which was it was actually hard to sleep after after oh, watching really? the movie because i couldn't shut my brain off cuz it i mean it's an intense it's but mo-
3: everything was so pretty. So <laughs> <what> <laughs> oh, it's <do you> <laughs>
2: gorgeous. Yeah. Oh, you mean that? Like what happens when? Yeah. It's it's. Uh, yeah. I mean. It, yeah, it's like, one of those like. Oh my god! You know, like murder I mean, like, is beautiful. Yeah. Well, yeah. and I don't want to give away anything, <laughs> so that's why I'm sort of hesitant to talk too much about it, so so that people can see it, but because uh, but it's very. I mean, it's sort of a, tr- a tragic tale of choices and an adulthood like and. You do – I just came away with like, oh my god, yeah, we're just so affected by the choice. Like the simplest choices that we make in the moment you think this is the right choice. It actually can be – have these devastating – you know, butterfly effects later on and that just ripple through the rest of your life.
3: Was that just because you just got married? Or is that because you actually... <laughs> no, you no, I was worried she would think that. <laughs> yes. I,
2: I don't know. I'm still not sure how I tricked her into, <laughs> into this. And I'm like, don't get any ideas, you know, because your character is very much this kind of romantic, you know, the the romantic, like, hey, you know, it should be about art and passion and... Right. and yeah. uh, you know, and, and even that, you know, that's, again, without giving too much away, but, you know, the scene she has with Laura Linney is, Amy Adams has with Laura yeah, Linney is such yeah. an amazing scene. And then Laura Linney says, like, oh, we all become my mothers. Like, it's such, a, it's such a fucked up, you know, and then, and then just sort of going to bed with that, it just all kind of was all sinking in. But is when what is it about a movie when you come away from something? Do you want to feel a certain way? Are you not that result oriented, or do you want the audience to feel a certain way? What's your What's your goal?
3: Um, I well, I read when I read a screenplay, and then eventually, if I do it, if, or if somebody wants me to do it, I think you know you can only experience something. You can never experience the movie that you're in, right? You can you can you have the experience of reading the script. And the hope that if you're moved by it, that the audience will feel the same way at the end of the process of making the movie. Mm-hmm. So it's 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 almost like I leave a script the way an audience have, leaves a movie that I'm in, you know, hopefully, you know. Um, when I decide to do something, I go, you know, I, I, I then give over to the process and know that it's imperfect. Mm-hmm. And the result I can never really watch, you know. I can be a part of it. I can be in it and be a part of the process of making it, but, but w- with the understanding that I will never really truly be able to see it. Sure.
2: Yeah, it's interesting because some other things that I – I actually did do some research on you, which I don't normally do because I really don't know that much about you. And I don't know if that's, if, if that's by design where you're like, oh, where you're a, a little protective. But, but I was reading something that you – are you still into mindfulness
3: I mean, like, uh, that's never ended. Well, yeah, I no, don't know. Yes. I Because you never know if, like, sometimes you might see something and go, nah, oh, that was just a nah, thing not, that I was nah. doing at the time. Nah, I'm not into being mindful this, anymore. <laughs> I'm not interested in
2: well, it. Well, I know. But see, you make jokes about that. But <laughs> but because it requires a bit of effort and calmness and patience and learning, I, this, I am so interested to explore this idea. And I think most people don't even really think of it as an option because – the idea of just shutting your brain off in a society that kind of conditions us to think you have to be on all the time and you need to be doing stuff all the time and if you're not on social media all the time or doing a hundred hours of work a week or into you know mm-hmm. that it I mean it does become an exhausting, uh, very much diminishing returns kind of a game. So I would just hearing the way you describe how you fit into the bigger picture of this process. Made me think like, oh, that's sort of a mindful just giving yourself over and not trying to control. And so can you talk some – can you talk a bit about how you discovered this and what it's done for you? And, and, and please give me some advice. <laughs>
3: Dude, you're way ahead of me. You just got married. Um, I mean I, I, I think I just – first of all, I just have been profoundly blessed in my life. And so, I am very aware of that, and um, and I feel like you know in that way it, it's given me a, a perspective that is um, probably wrong. Um, no, but <laughs> is 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 a sort of a sense of like everything that I'm given is is really really a gift, and and I have a, a pretty incredible life. So you know the the process I see around you know I see around the, the business that I'm in is. It can be, it can just drive you mad, you know. And I really am. I mean, not to say I'm not somebody who's like, oh, I want people to see the movies I'm in, or I, you know, I, sure. I, I am a, I am ambitious. I am, um, I am a capitalist in a lot of ways. I am, you know, I'm, I'm a business person. I enjoy business. I, I, I love. Um, the, the brutality of that sometimes, mm-hmm. you know, um, I've learned to grow. I've I've learned to take it less and less personally, which makes it more and more fun. That is a real challenge. Yeah. I mean, and I think that's a big part of it. I think I have over the past few years just seen that um, I, I really have a wonderful group of friends in my life. and And I've been responsible enough to be able to create a life that I feel like is sustainable. And so because of that, it just allows me. The I don't I don't I don't I don't want for like more and more like world domination. I think people have that sort of strange thing in their minds, like in America now, where it's like this to this to this to to you know like you know m- make the money, buy the buy the apartment, buy the building, you know you know buy the company, become president. Mm-hmm. It's like what you know. I think that's a mistake.
2: Well, yeah, because I don't think people ever think. Then what happened? You know, it's like, oh, I have to get this. Oh, well, then what happens? Right. Oh, well, then I'll... Uh...
3: Unless it really brings you joy. Like, that's the thing that I see. Like, you know, if, if people... Look, I said to... I was talking to a group of um, uh, some... The uh, interns over at, at WME. And, we were ta- and I was saying, you know, look, you do your thing. Like, if you want to make lots of money and that's what you want to do, like, and that brings you joy. Like, go do it, Mm -hmm. you know? Like, this idea that you're not supposed to because of—like, go do it, but do what really, truly does. Sure. You know what I mean? If you have the opportunity to. Right. Because we live in a world where so few people have the opportunity to do the things that truly bring them joy in their work, necessarily. Right. In their life, yes, if you have a job, right? So Yeah, but I think a
2: lot of people— Don't really know what brings them joy, to be honest. And so I think they just sort of default to like, oh, well, I guess if I had more of this or more of that or more. But I think it's sort of like, you know, when you bug your parents, oh, I really want this train set for Christmas and my life will be amazing. They give it to you and you're like, hey, this is great. And then uh, uh, the next day you're not you've had the experience. So it's really all about. The process and and going through the process and not so much about the the thing getting the thing itself.
3: Yeah, that that I have, I have really like I have really let go of that. Uh, you know, like in in my work, In mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 my work. I I, I I um I think, um, I have I think the process is the most fun part of being an actor. You know, that is all you have. As an actor you do not have the, the 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 pre-production part and you don't have the post-production part and you don't create the result you only have the production part and what you give as an actor is take after take of some sort of variation and someone else puts it together right you know so in that I have I have given up that idea where I think as an actor sometimes people get into it for control for the idea that they can be in a space where they can you know Somehow they get to, to to change something or control something, and for me it's like what I realized is you can just you have no power i you can do something great and feel like you 've done great work in a movie, and the movie can just not work sure you can do the opposite. you can feel like mm, and a movie can be great' it's, there's just no there's just, there's nothing that um, ever brings satisfaction beyond just loving the thing you 're in and committing to it fully. Like, yeah. just committing to it fully, taking responsibility for the fact that, like, as an actor, that's the thing I realize is so often people get themselves actors. Like, if I speak to an actor, what I, I say and what I say to myself is, like, you get into something and then you're in it and you're like, oh, this is not what I expected. It's like, but you chose that thing. Take responsibility for your choice. Right. And enjoy it. Right. Right. I didn't do that in the past.
2: When did you start doing that?
3: Like, maybe... <laughs> Never, no, uh, well, no, th- no, no. Like uh, maybe a few, maybe five or six years ago. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. you're 35 now. Yeah, yeah. I mean,
2: that's that's the right age to where you start going. Oh, yeah, I was dumb in my 20s. Because it, it's how you <laughs> <laughs> how you can. You, well, you don't say that in your 20s. Well, I was dumb in my 20s, and in your 20s, you're just like everything's. <laughs> aw- I'm so. Aw-. I mean, I think I you're was scared. miserable, man. In my I know. 20s. Well, it's, it's a lot of like, am I doing the right thing? You're in that transitional. Period between awkward teen and adulthood, really, (laughs) and and particularly now in our culture, our the adolescence just extends. You know,
3: it's not it's not just. And if you're an actor, like in making movies, and you get the opportunity to, your adolescence can extend forever, (laughs) forever,
2: forever. (laughs) But it's all it's all figuring out, and I think this goes back to mindfulness. Not make how do you not make you know ego decisions, or how are you not piloted by your ego when it's very, uh, it can be very compelling to follow your ego choices. But those, I feel like tend to always be the, <laughs> the choices that bring the most crap with
3: them. You think, I don't know. It depends on what you mean by that. Cause I, um, I mean, if you're doing it because you want, you, you know, you're doing it cause you want love for something or you want people, you want affirmation. Like, obviously I think ultimately it's going to bring crap, Yeah. You know, I think if you're doing it because you want to uh, express something, you know, you know, I oftentimes think about it like this, like I'm driving in a car and I'm listening to some music that like, I don't want anybody to know that I'm listening to, <laughs> right? Like you're, you're,
1: you're, you're just,
3: you're driving in the car and you're just like, you're like, back
1: streets, y- back yeah, exactly, right.
3: whatever it is, do you know what I mean? Or like, and, and, and you, and then someone pulls up next to you, right? And for some reason, you look over at them and you go, like, what is that apparent judgment I feel? And they can't hear anything in the car unless your windows are rolled down, even if they are. Like, what is it that makes us want to you know be like dude i'm just listening to jay-z <laughs> like always listening to jay-z no matter what i'm doing i'm always listening to jay like that that's like it. backstreet boys are you yeah. sure that's <laughs> yeah. no, sounds like always backstreet boys. always like always have Did they do a song with him i yeah. don't know It just sounds like backstreet boys <laughs> to me it's like so i mean i think i think like that's where i just i just took a i just like i i just said i'm gonna I'm going to, like, listen to this, whatever it is that makes me feel that I love, I'll just roll down the windows and, like, you don't like it, then, like, I don't – I mean, I sort of do care somewhere, if I'm really honest. Like, I still do care. Sure, Like, I still want people to think that I'm cool, but I also fundamentally, like, don't give a fuck. Yeah, well, you can't. And that's – but no, but no, but you do. I mean, that's the thing. When you say, like, oh, how do you just, like – not? I don't think it's ever about being, like, oh, I'm – you know, I am just gonna shut it off and never gonna make a choice out of ego. Like, I, you know, I still put on Frank Sinatra before I go out to feel like I am fucking badass. <laughs> you know what I mean? I, you know, you you have to, you know, like. But 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 somewhere deep inside, I know that I like am. I am vulnerable. I am super sensitive. It's just who I am. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, you know, when I was in high school and stuff like that, people always said, you know, they would call me names and say things like that. I doubted myself in so many ways as a result of that throughout my career. People say things, people say incredible things, positive things, super negative things. People Mm -hmm. say stuff like that. And at a certain point I just went like, dude, yeah, sure. I'm all those things. (laughs) Like who cares? I, this is me. I'm gonna roll down my windows and like yeah, I love listening to the Indigo Girls. Like, I don't know what to say. You know what I mean? Like, that's just that's what it is. You know. And I love Jay Z. Like, and I, I, you know, I like I cry, and I know how to. I'll and I'll spar you. You know what I right. mean? Like, it's it. They're, they're all of those things, and they are all me. So I don't need to make any excuses about them, or but, pretend like I'm not. But that. being that in touch, I mean, I
2: feel like being that in touch with yourself is probably essential for acting, right? Because you. I would assume you would have to know yourself pretty well in order to figure out how to approach something. Or do you feel like the opposite is true, that uh, that for a lot of actors it's maybe about escaping who, who they are?
3: I can't speak for anyone else, but, I mean, um, like Ang Lee said the other night, I gave him an award and he, you know, he said, um, I pretend so I can get closer to the truth. And I just thought, like, that seems, seems about right, you know. But at the same time, um, I don't I, – I, I really somewhere don't think of acting as pretend. And I do think that a, a lot a, – there are a lot of actors. There are a lot of different types of people, just like there are a lot of different types of actors. There are a lot, of, a lot of actors who come in and they've mapped out. Like I was talking to my brother-in-law about this the other day. He's an actor and, like, you know, they've mapped out their path. They know where they're going. And I'm like, if I work with someone like that, like if you know what lily pad to lily pad you're going to go, and you think I'm going to follow you there, like you are sorely <laughs> misguided, because I like, like it's just not the way that I work. I have an intention. Mm-hmm. I know the intention of what the character, where they want to go. I have an action, and then everything is up in the air after that, and anything can go down. And 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 to me that's the fun of, of doing that work. So yeah, it's not about, you know, I think maybe a lot of people think, oh, and I did for a long time, like this is a safe space. I'm going to like control in this space. I've control the character. I know my lines. I know my intention on a line, but it, but I think I learned unless I like, I understand myself or enjoy knowing myself, I'm never going to have fun when I'm working and it's never going to be really dangerous in the best way. Right, you know, are there specific types
2: of direct? I mean, I'm not asking you to name anyone specifically, but I mean specific personality types of directors that you tend to work better with.
0: Mm,
3: yes. <laughs> <laughs> and what is that? Who,
2: what what type of personality is that?
3: Well, I think I've changed. Maybe it's maybe it's I'm a little older, and you know, uh, I think I could probably work well with anybody at this point, with the exception of pe- people who. Um, you know there are certain people who i will listen to even if they won't listen to me and i think those are people who i just have a profound respect for their films and what they do um and that's a that's a handful of people no matter what no matter what they say or my belief i'll probably listen to them um and shut myself up cuz they're wiser and there's a lot of people like that but <clears throat> the people i work with the the best i think um are, you know, I look for a director, someone who creates a real context in a space, you know, as an actor, like with Tom Ford, for instance, and I refer to Tom like this, um, you know, I feel this way about like Denis Villeneuve or, um, I mean, there's a, a, I could, I could name a lot of directors that I worked with that I feel this way, but when they create a context and they create that space, and it 's very specific because they 've put the time and preparation and their own detail into it and Then they ask for the next step, which is you to come in and um, fill that space, you know like just move within that space they 've created, and when they create that you, you i can 't even explain it it 's like I can feel it from their their sense of framing or their choice of where they 're putting the camera. I can also feel it in production design. I can feel the room I walk into, and I open a drawer and there's the actual things in the drawer, you know, um that that they've thought about or that we've talked about or um but really I just want to be heard, you know? And I think that's what it's like in any relationship. I think you just want to be able to express what you feel right or wrong, mm-hmm. have it be listened to and then not necessarily have it be um the thing that is used, but just be heard. Mm-hmm. And um those are the people I work with the best. Um, and yeah, those are the people that I really, I I think so often I've said, Dan Gilroy, who I worked with on this movie Nightcrawler, Dan like did all this research because it was his first movie and he, he he researched me and what I, and um. one of the things that I, I guess I'd said somewhere and he mentioned all the time was uh, I need it to be okay i need to i need you to hear all my ideas even my bad ones you know because i'm not the type of person who's i'm gonna go with the best idea always sure and um that's that's what he did with me he was just like i'm gonna hear all your ideas i'm gonna love them and i'm gonna dismiss three quarters of them (laughs) and if they and that's that's what i love
2: that's a yeah that's a relationship that's really kind of a relationship
3: yeah and you know i
2: i think one of the and I don't know how this, if this, if you even thought twice about this, but with Brokeback, I feel like everyone made such a big deal out of the fact of like these two cowboys are guys, and it's like, but that's the story. Like, yeah. it's a love story. Like, what's yeah. the, wh- why, why, but why? why I don't know. I mean, I guess because it was d- different, but I don't know. To me, it just seemed very much – because I just – I saw a lot of viewers like, what was it? Like, like well, it's a fucking – we're actors. We're actors. I mean, is, no. One, if I played a vampire, no one would be like, what well, was it like playing a vampire? You know what I mean? Like, Biting. Did you really did you bite, bite, your your bite neck? the neck? Did you really bite the neck? Are you wow. really a vampire? Do you drink blood now? Um. Yeah. I mean, it's <laughs> it just such a strange
3: – I don't know. It, I'm always – I guess Is people, it really that strange though? I mean – Look, man, like, is it really that strange? I mean, look, look where we are, you know, I mean, I mean, I think, I think sexuality and love is still the most complicated thing for all of us. Mm -hmm. I think, like, um, culturally speaking, I think, uh, you know, I, I, it was a, it was a, it was sort of ahead of its time in a lot of ways, but also way behind the times in a lot of ways also. Um, But just, like, it was one of those things where we love, we, you know, it's easy to make fun of. One of the things I remember, like, about Heath was Heath never liked to make, like, everyone approaches at the time to make, like, joke and, like, go on a show and, you know, do some character. Like, I remember even that year on the Academy Awards, we were asked to do something where we were, like, joking about it. And he was like, I'm not joking about it. Not funny to me, you know. Um, and at the time, I was like, "What do you mean, man? Like, let's make fun. It's always fun to make fun of yourself." And then he was like, "No, I'm not making fun of. It. It's not funny to me, you know. It's it's this is important, you know. And I and I, I, you know, at the time, I really didn't recognize how important it was to to not really make fun of it. Yeah, you know. And um, no, it's not a surprise to me that you know. Even to this day, it's like it's, – it's constant like in that way. I mean I uh, – it, it, I don't know. Yeah. I, I mean it wasn't a surprise.
2: When uh, – I guess it's just one of those things where people are – I feel like we're so inundated with content at all times that people just get lazy. Mm-hmm. And so for them it's just about oh I'll just remember the most surface oh, okay. quality about this thing and then that's what most I'll...
3: people do but not most people some people do but other people also come up and say you know that's the movie that changed my life like I you know I was I was like in the closet and I you know and then I saw that movie when I was this age and I mean I can't tell you how many people have come up and said that you know the the again it's the same kind of kind of conversation sure. about that the idea that the expectation is that people will all be the same, you know? Right. And it's uh, it's just a discussion, you know? So, as you know far better than I do. But, I, I mean, I think, yeah, I think there's a lot of really, really beautiful things besides the, like, joking. The joking just seems to be... You know, maybe a way of people easing themselves, maybe sure. their own way of being uncomfortable about it. There are a lot of things about it for me, if I speak honestly, like, I you know, that were uncomfortable for me and Heath to do. It was like not, you know, we were joking when we were in in the middle of having to do stuff like that sure, for the sure, movie. So sure. I understand the the kind of poking fun. But I think uh, in the end it's serious. And, you know, yeah, it's serious and I'm... I, I'm so profoundly proud of that movie like and we, where we are now though I I hope a lot of things are not reversed as a result of the election and you know th- a lot of provocation and things that people are saying but I I think we've come very far in a really beautiful way and I don't want to reverse any of that stuff.
2: I don't know if it I mean I feel like people are too connected and socially active now to ever allow anything to you know it's like it's not the 50s, where people didn't have a voice.
3: Like, wait, ev- are, is this November seventh, <laughs> two thousand and five, two thousand and fifteen? I mean, <laughs> sorry, I just because I, I I I absolutely disagree with you. But
2: no, I just I I I, <laughs> I I believe I really do believe that there are too many strong voices for good in the world. Still, I really do believe that, and I do, I, I believe that too, and I, I believe those voices can be heard now and you know in, in the like I was i saying in the 50s uh, voices couldn't be heard because there was no way to amplify them but you know essentially our entire culture runs around this amplification device and connects people so
3: i really yeah but also i think what it means is that we don't have to take responsibility for what we say well that in another that
2: way. is a 100% true i cannot not agree with that more i think
3: we live in a in a sort of hyper-democracy at this point Where, you know, as a result of, you know, Instagram and Facebook and, and Twitter and all these things that everybody believes their opinion is really important. And the truth is, everybody's opinion isn't as important as someone else's who's an expert on something, <laughs> right. you know, like your opinion about how you feel about, you know, the theory of relativity is not the same as Einstein's. I'm sorry. <laughs> I apologize, but go he had fuck a yourself. a very strong opinion yeah. about
2: that. He had an incredibly <laughs> strong I- I'm opinion. I'm sorry.
3: Like there are experts and there are people who are wiser than us. Sure. And there are people who have more experience than us. And there is a hierarchy of thought and, and education is important. Mm-hmm. And, um, uh, accumulating information, not just on inf- uh, like the internet, but because of out of experience and reading, and you know, whatever you choose to uh, accumulate information and learn, there is a hierarchy, right? And I think that has been somewhat lost or is fading as a result of all of these means of communication. Yes, it's almost like Plato's. Uh, revenge It's like, you know, this idea that we are living in that space where it, it is kind of a hyper democracy and where, you know, I think like there's there's space for tyrants to come into play because like we don't we're not listening to anybody.
2: You know, there's so much noise.
3: There's so much noise, and everybody believes that what they think is important. Like me, right now, talking. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, like why have you given me a platform? Um, it's, it's just, it's all, <laughs> it's, it's all the same shit, man. And like, there are wise people. Like, listen to Van Jones. Like, listen to the people who listen to a lot of other people. They're they're saying really incredible things, and I have a lot of opinions about that.
2: <laughs> do you, are you on social media at all, or do you
3: kind of? I have a Facebook page. Um Do you look at it at all? No. Okay. I mean, occasionally uh occasionally I'll post something and like I I did this movie um about the uh, just guy Jeff Bowman who's a survivor of the Boston Marathon Bombings and um we we did some posts during that time and Jeff and I went, you know, we threw out the first pitch of the Sox game so like that and, and um I looked at some of the resp- like the 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 what are they uh, the, reply, the comments the, the replies, comments yeah. the comments yeah yeah. I looked. I'm Sorry, I'm such a like a lude item. I'm like, um, but I, I what are looked those at some
2: sentences of under the pictures. Yeah. What are those called? The books. The lots of books the, it's like and books. books uh, yeah. where you can't turn the. Yeah, it doesn't smell like anything. What is that? It doesn't smell. Like anything. <laughs> um,
3: I like. I I looked at them and and and. What's really nice about well, it's not always nice, but like there was a lot of positivity. You know, that was really really in. Nice, so sometimes I do, yeah, sometimes I but yeah,
2: I mean uh, i mean <clears throat> there there really is there is for everything in the world there is someone who hates that thing, mm-hmm. and <laughs> mm-hmm. basically the internet is just like, here's those people, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. I mean so yes. It, it, <laughs> <laughs> Do <laughs> you ever wonder who could be mad at a baby eating applesauce? This fucking guy, you know, like, it's basically, it's you know, so true. It's such a strange yeah, so cross true. section of, you know, it's just, it's just, a, it's just a magnet for. Well,
3: you know what it is. It, I've, I, I, really, can you entitle this episode "Baby Eating Applesauce"? Yes,
2: like okay. oh, "Baby Eating Applesauce." It'll be, you know what? It'll, it'll, like that'll even it'll be Jake Gyllenhaal and baby eat applesauce. Like that will up the SEO of this, and like it'll trend just based on that title. <laughs> but, it, you know, it is, uh, it, it, it is kind of sifting through the junk and the finding. And I think you really have to take out the best 10% and the worst 10%. And the middle is kind of where people are having conversations, mm-hmm. you know. Some people are just going to, you know, they'll like you no matter what you do. Mm-hmm. And some people will hate you no matter what you do. Or they just want to burn everything. And so if you can just kind of <laughs> cut off the head and the tail... Again, disguising the fish.
3: You yeah. can cut off the head of the tail <laughs> and just sort of
2: see what's in the middle. It's like, I think that that's where it's finding those people to have conversations with. But I really do, I really try to engage people online to just talk. And even when people, I don't agree with people, I go, hey, we're not enemies. You can think this thing and I can think this thing and we can still come away with it not feeling like, well, this person doesn't agree with everything I believe in, so fuck them. You know? Well,.
3: Where has curiosity gone, man? Oh, uh, well... Like, that's the real question. It's gone... It's.
2: I'll tell you where that... I have... That is a great question. I think a lot of it has to do with comfort and convenience. You know, because being curious is not... I mean, it basically leads to not comfortable situations. Because you're asking questions, you may not like the answers to those questions. Yes. And so a lot of people just sort of build these bubbles where they are not challenged. They are surrounded by stuff they already like. And a lot of it's usually themselves yeah. and I'm guilty of it. I'm not saying I'm better than anyone else, but, and so that really does the comfort of that really does sort of squash curiosity because
3: you're like, well, I don't, I mean, yeah, I know there's stuff on the other side of that bubble, but yeah, but that's, but I think that has been the most amazing part of this election. If you allow it to be, which is that, you know, I, 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 the guardian put out this article that I come from a, uh, I come from a very like left wing family, like very progressive, you know, think we're, you know, God's gift and, you know, all that. (laughs) And, 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 but I, I don't fully believe that, you know, I don't fully believe everything that my, my family believes. And I don't subscribe to obviously the ideas of my parents completely, though. I think a lot of their ideas in their generation have amazing ideas, but, um, I don't know, subscribe to everything my sister believes, and, but there was an article um, about uh, all the different, like, more right-wing uh, news sites that, you know, I have all these applications on my phone of, like, I have The Guardian, I have Huffington Post, I have CNN, I have I, – I had Fox News. I started Fox News too, but then I was like, oh, wait, Breitbarton, you know, like um, uh, Reason, that pl- like there are all these other places that I had never really – the opinions i had never really listened to and i was so um amazed and moved when i went to the after this article went through all of the different sites that mm-hmm. you can go to like from either side that are you you should listen to yeah um i was curious and i and I, I i left going wow i mean i have a lot of feelings but i don't have i understand i understand where the feelings from other people and their opinions come from. Sure, that's and, the most you can do. That's the best you can do. And and I and I and I think maybe the conversation, like I mentioned, Van Jones, because he did that really. He's do, uh, doing that really wonderful piece on CNN about you know going to people's homes and asking them. He did it before the election, and then he's he's a really interesting guy. I applaud all of his work because it's it's you know he has a belief, but what is more important to him is going in and asking, "What's up?" Like maybe three of the things out of the 20 things that you have an issue with are maybe not founded in something solid. Maybe they're not rational. So let's talk about all 20 and maybe the things I think are the three things actually aren't, maybe there's something else and let's talk about it. And, and, and to me that, uh, that idea, just like to continue to be curious, to continue to, to live in a space where you go like, that's not, what I think, what I feel, the way I want it to be, I, I am fascinated and curious about the next four years for this country. People are afraid, a lot of things, but curiosity now. There are so many questions, so why not ask them?
2: Yeah, you know? I mean I really do think the art of conversation is a very precious thing. Because now, again, social media conditions people to just kind of yell. It's like yelling in your car. You know, mm-hmm. just like yelling, I feel this way right now. Right. You know, as opposed to, like, if someone if someone doesn't like something I do and they yell and they go, oh, that was fucking dumb. Why'd you do this? Yeah. I go, well, you could have said, you could have approached that from a sense of. You know, was there a reason that this happened, or why did you? And you still don't have to agree with it afterwards, but at least you would, again, like you said, would understand what it what, what you would understand where I was coming from, or at least kind of see the human side of it. And I think we're just it's everything's becoming so depersonalized. The people don't – they just – they're not – they don't think to try to understand. And everyone thinks they have all the answers all the time. And we, you don't. It's impossible.
3: Well, are you speaking to me? Sorry. No. I, no, but <laughs> I, I think that I I, I read um, – do you know that graphic novel March? Have you – do you know that? Just mm. John Lewis – you know John Lewis? The Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like they, they – he did these he's kind of amazing – these three books – um, called March, March one, March two, March three, and it's all about you know the Freedom Riders and, um, but it's a graphic novel about his journey through, you know, he's an incredible, incredible human. Um, I don't know him, but it, I mean, it would seem to be at least from his books, <laughs> <laughs> he's a really incredible human, and from all of his experiences, um, and uh, I guess. To me, I, I so often I do believe that there are sides. You know, we, we do have sides. Like we, you you must take a side. Um, sometimes, sometimes you don't have to necessarily understand the other side. Sometimes you have to take a side. Things are very complicated, and sometimes it's hard to see that. But what I see, though, I think it's important to um, to fight that the only real way of getting anything done is through um, nonviolence. Sure. You know, um, and sometimes violence is, is, I think I can see, and I've you know, spent lots of time in different things with a, in the military and with police officers, and that's an incredible part of my job is um, seeing violence and seeing sometimes, you know, it's inevitable, but I can see that change, particularly on the side of someone like John Lewis and the Freedom Riders and all that stuff. And the times we're moving into is is ultimately Gandhi is the guy.
0: You know, <laughs> ultimately he really is the
3: guy, um, uh, um, and 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 really is the, the that idea. All that stuff is is of essence that there is n- there is conflict is is important, but 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 ultimately, like you know. Nonviolence is 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 the way things become and evolve, mm-hmm. and that that is so. I mean, I guess I'm just think I'm thinking and I'm obviously thinking out loud. I I am I'm not like preaching anything, but I do think that, and I recently f- felt that, you know. And that doesn't mean not fighting. I guess that sure you know what I mean. Sure it doesn't mean like sitting there and just you know you talk about mindfulness, not like right. sitting there and just. Um, but uh, I have a number of beliefs, and one of them is that, and then the other one is that just, like, women are profoundly more um, evolved. <laughs> <laughs> I would absolutely agree with that. Yeah, but that's just an excuse to find a wife, so, you know, what I'm <laughs>
2: <kidding>? <laughs> You know, I do feel like my wife knows how to communicate with me, though, uh, because she's... Got a Christmas ornament that is basically a farting Santa, and I was like, "Well, you know how?" There you to... go. Yeah, there you go. She just sent, me, just sent me this video. She was like, "Yeah, I got this ornament, and it's just a it's it's just a butt."
3: <laughs> no uh, man would no man you ever know would ever give you that. There's no. <laughs> it's there's just
2: it, it's just a it's just a butt. Wait, but
3: how do you know it's Santa? Well, because uh, this is it,
2: and then she pushes the button. This is this is on our. This is on our wow, tree. It's a
3: really slow build. Yeah. But wait. She's a keep. She is. She's a keeper. Yeah. yeah. And
2: yeah. it plays the whole song. I mean, it goes on. <laughs> it goes on. So I feel like that's smart of her because she knows.
3: More than you how do. How to get
2: me into Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to say get me into bed, but. Get me in. She knows how to get yeah. me into bed. I got a weird farting Santa fetish. It's so bizarre. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what it is. So did Gandhi, man. He, so he did. I mean, yeah, that's what made him such a go. complex leader. Is that he there wasn't afraid there to. There you go. You know, yeah. you sing Backstreet Boys, and he has
3: he had that <laughs> fetishism. Yeah. You said Backstreet Boys. Man. <laughs> well, I feel like that was in your heart, though, right? That was that was deep inside Backstreet your. heart Backstreet Boys so. are in all of our hearts, except for Eminem. <laughs>
2: Yeah, (laughs) I I often There's so many things From the 90s That I feel like I remember hating this But then when I listen to it now I'm like I don't know It's kind of good It's It's sort of true It's
3: It's, sort of true It's kind of fun What was I watching Oh man When I was a kid Like Because I had an older sister So I was just like I was tortured by Like all the stuff That like that girls do you know and like Mm -hmm. thought it was cool and then had to go to school and like tell people things and they were like that is not cool (laughs) do you know what i mean like and there's that movie girls just want to have fun that Mm -hmm. my sister watched over and over again and because she was older and she's she's i mean i don't know if you ever talked to her but she's like she's super smart and yeah i've never talked to her but yes yeah she's very sensitive but super smart and tough so like um you know I was her slave and um <laughs> and so I watched that and um a lot I watched it a lot I mean like a lot and it it and it, and and really I didn't I didn't really want to watch it I have to say but it became it was you know what it was it was a little bit yeah it was like it, it was probably yeah it was like a it was she was a tyrant yeah that, <laughs> That's she right. was a tyrant yeah. um and uh and it was on t- television and I was like this is a really well-made movie.
2: I watched it the other day, and I was like... You no, know, I never thought about it, but
3: I think wow. girls really do just want to have fun. This <laughs> is so Cindy true. Cindy Lauper isn't even in that movie, is which that is it? just... It's so, but spiritually. Brutal, man. Spiritually. Like, you wait out that whole movie for Cindy Lauper, and she never, <laughs> never fucking shows, shows up. up. Never shows up. But Sarah Jessica Parker and Helen Hunter in it. Do yeah. you know that? Yes. Yeah, I know. I mean, I, I am familiar
2: with the movie. I am familiar with the... Did you have an older sister? No. No excuse. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but you're right. It's so true. Yeah, but it's just like those, those anchor... I don't know. There's something that anchors... Anyway, I just all I'm saying is if you're announcing... <laughs> you're trying to
3: steer away from Girls Just Want to Have Fun. No, I'm going to bring you. it
2: back because I Let's feel like it. if Nine Stories wants to produce a remake of Girls Just Want to Have I Fun... It, is, <laughs> don't think I haven't thought about it, my friend. Don't think I haven't thought about it. This is the perfect opportunity to make it's that a, announcement. a cash cow. It's yeah. waiting... <laughs> the re it's reboot.
3: We're in reboot culture. I told you I'm a capitalist and a businessman <laughs> too. Like, we talk about mindfulness and shit. I don't care, man. It, no. Like, bring it in, man. Yeah. Let's reboot. Girls I mean, just I like have fun. money. So let's I, make this happen. Dude, I'm so in. <laughs> but you should, but it should really be. I'd even play the dude who's on that dance show <laughs> who's like, I'd do a cameo. Like, I mean, are you kidding me? It's like, look, I, you know, we'll talk about process and like how evolved I am, but like, ultimately, I'm not at all. No. So. But
2: you should really you should really cast it like Charlize Theron,
3: Amy <laughs> Adams
2: and Selena Gomez. Dame Judy Dan- <laughs> Selena- Dame Selena Gomez It's as- gonna happen. <laughs> I mean I feel like this is an opportunity and in- is- why not? I don't know. I always, I always have. And the- not Cindy Lauper again. <laughs> sorry, yeah, guys. Exactly. I'm just, you know, I'm trying to stick to the original that yeah. way. You know, we just don't want to fuck with the. We don't want to. We don't want to alienate the core fans. She's like,
3: sorry, I'm busy doing kinky boots. <laughs> yeah,
2: I did. Who was I talking? to? Was, was actually might have been. Who was I, I was talking to? Sarah Jessica? Someone on this podcast about how I saw Cindy Lauper at a restaurant and I really wanted to say hi to her and I didn't say hi to her. Why not? Um, because I,
3: I – Yeah, because you're cool.
2: I, no, I'm not at all I, because I'm very awkward and, and, and I, I just hate bothering people. I really don't feel good about bothering people because yeah. I'm always that sort of shy kid who didn't socialize well when I was young. And so I just feel like I want to go to people and go, hey, you're really great. And then she's going to be like, thank you um fuck off yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> get out of my fucking face <laughs> like, girls just want to have fun but not right yeah. now you're <laughs> killing that fun <laughs> you know like so i just i, just... I see your true colors <laughs> um, <yeah. laughs> they're shining through <laughs> right now time after time after time <laughs> uh but you do you uh, how, how are you around people that you do you ever go up to people are you I must be at events where you go oh there's so and so do you go up and go hey i'm a big fan of your or do you not
3: um, yeah, I, uh, sometimes and sometimes not, I, 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 sometimes I'll try and, um, like I'll email somebody, like if I, if I'm really moved by something they've done or I'll try and write a handwritten note. I always, I've gotten notes from people handwritten and they always mean so much to me. And so when something, I, I like that, that form of communication and expression, but I, yeah, I have like, you know, I, um, like I, I saw like Harry Belafonte. He was awarded with an, an honorary Academy Award a few years ago, and he was, um, and I was there at the at the event, and he asked him to to meet me, and I was like, what the you know, and and I was at a table like way in the back, you know, and and someone came up to his daughter, I think, or came up to me and was like, my father would really like to meet you. I was like, what? So, <laughs> I I I went to his table, and I like I was. Too, Dorked out and like we exchanged numbers and stuff and and he called me and and I and invited me to dinner and I was like oh I don't know what it, you know and I and I and I didn't and actually I was flying here to Los Angeles from from New York on the plane and and hair and, and his wife were on the on the plane and uh, he's like we're having dinner and I was like okay <laughs> you know, but I was like I you know I felt like I don't want to I, I don't want to bother like that was a year ago you know I don't want to or a year and a half ago, I don't want to bother.
2: I think you know it's I mean? time, though. He time to bother him. I know. He said it was his idea. No, I know.
3: You know I know. You know, if he but... shows up to the dinner and he's like, "This is no fun," be like, "Motherfucker, this was your idea." It's like he's hairy fun. I mean, it's crazy. You know those those types of things that happen. But I, 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 I tend to like to tell artists always, you know, that they move me. You know, I, I am always moved when someone comes up to me and says, "Yo, like." That thing moved me. Like so, people. So many people at times want to take pictures or something. And a lot of times, when people want to take pictures. I feel like it's more about them because oftentimes they'll be like, "You want to take pictures?" I'm like, "Ah, no, not right now." Because I'm like, I'm just hanging out with my friends or whatever. And I'm on the subway, and you know, and they're and then they're like, "Ugh, what a dick." But <laughs> no, but I'm like, not right now. And 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 I'm like, but you want to talk? And they're like, No, I want to talk to you. <laughs> I don't want to get to know I don't you. Get to know you. I just but, want to post
2: your picture on my Instagram. Yeah,
3: like that is always interesting. So. But I really love it when people say stuff like, "Hey, you know, I don't like this, or I don't like you, or I do. I like the commun I like the connection. I like that kind of connection, and I like doing that with other people. I, and uh, you know, so I, in- I encourage people to do that to the I think, like ha- I think the Harabella funny. I encourage you to do it.
2: What am- well. Yeah, I know, but Cindy Lauper didn't ask
3: me to hang out. I, I I just think no, but I mean like the but still like man, you're a huge Cindy Lauper fan. I, you just, she's the best. You listen to <laughs> Over, girls just, just want to have fun. Can I be honest? I
2: ironically time. love Cindy Lauper. She's like, amazing. Love, 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 love. Girls just want to have fun. Just scratch the. Just you know, that was a novelty song, but all of her Not other songs. True. That's a
3: brilliant pop song.
2: It is. It is a brilliant pop song too. It's a brilliant. Pop but at the song. time, it was like a bit was a brand new. Because I'm, I mean, well, I remember when that song came out. And it was like, who is this girl with the crazy dress? And she's got the hair and the waffle pattern shaved into the side of her head. And there's Captain Lou Albano. You know, it was like the whole thing just felt like a traveling circus show. Yeah. And <laughs> and she still kind of feels that like that in the best way. But I just. You know,
3: I remember that year Every girl was Cindy Lauper for Halloween It was just like My sister was Cindy Lauper All of her friends were Cindy Lauper I just remember Really? That.
2: Yeah And she made you dress up like Cindy Lauper Because you
3: No but she No she didn't What was I? I was like I was like We had the weirdest Halloween costumes in my family So I probably I was like a cranberry juice box or something. <laughs> I swear to God My dad did the weirdest Like My dad My dad Yeah he made me—literally, I, I would think I was a cranberry juice box that That's year. pretty great, though. No, it's incredible, unless you're a cranberry juice box. Then maybe it's not so fun. And then you're carrying, like, an enormously heavy, weird cardboard thing. Is you your head move. the straw, or is it— How The no, straw it... was, I think, out the side. Right. My face was painted white. <clears throat> you know what <laughs> I mean? I had, like, a white spandex suit with, like, this actual cranberry box. <laughs> and then I couldn't really walk very well because it was, like—it was, you know, it's rectangular and thin on the side, so you, like— so this was not your choice. No, your arms are sticking out like you know.
2: You didn't say I want to be a cranberry juice box. Your dad said you're going to be a cranberry. Juice
3: I'm not boy. a huge Halloween fan because you know. So I've never really been because maybe it was my 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 dad was so enthusiastic about it. So I sort of just procrastinated. was like dad, you do it, and then cut to me trapped in a box mm-hmm. on a Halloween. Yeah, which is generally how it went.
2: <laughs> <laughs> that could have contributed. To your distaste for Halloween season,
3: yeah, but this I is, live Halloween every day. Every day, yeah, I know. So like, this is
2: good advice, though, because when we have kids, because we're super into Halloween and Disneyland oh, really? and all the all the. I mean, you can. I love the Disneyland. Toys. I love Disneyland. It's great. Yeah, it is great. Do you get to go very often?
3: Uh, not that often, but I got really. I, I like. I hadn't gone a long time. when recently, and I got like. I love it so much. It's fantastic. Yeah, it's really. I,
2: yeah. I, what I want to be careful of is not to force. You know, when we do have kids, like you yeah, gotta love this so much. You know, because yeah. I don't. I, they're naturally gonna rebel no matter what.
3: Not Disneyland. <laughs>
2: that probably not Disneyland though. Not Disneyland. Do you find that it's true that that sort of messaging from Nocturnal Animals? Do you find that you become your parents as much as you? Do you kind of catch yourself going,
3: "Oh, that's weird." Yeah, I didn't. Hmm. And that feels like I was. I made this. <laughs> I made this joke the other day. I was like, "Man," I looked at my face. I was like, "God." I've looks so weird i look like both of my parents (laughs) um (laughs) Um, how'd that happen yeah Um, what happened but uh you know i think i mean i i think that inevitably there are parts of you that do and it's beautiful there i mean there are things about both of my parents that i i love so much and i'm so grateful for i think they're like the most some of the most incredible people i know but um and then there are parts of me that have probably been like maybe squashed a little bit because of their overwhelming sense sure. over me, as most parents are. And I think in that sense, as long as um, that when I talk about that instinct and work of listening to that thing, where I plug in and I'm like, I'm plugged into the right. In, like I'm, 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 I'm. I feel like I'm. Nothing's forced. It just it's right. Um, you know, when I feel that, I know it's me and sometimes i feel like when it's me i'm defying that thing that i've been taught or that thing that is my parents or sure and i think in the movie of nocturnal animals what she says to her and what i think tom ford is trying to say through Lenny's character is when you don't when you don't really live the life or you don't fall in love or love someone that you truly believe you don't really you don't connect with your doing because convention tells you you're supposed to mm-hmm. then you do become your parents, oh wow, and I think that's like i think I think sometimes it's not always conscious, I think that it it's an unconscious process sometimes, but again, if you take responsibility for yourself and you know yourself and you want to know your and you know know your own mind, I think then you can kind of slowly move towards who you are and move away from that because I think the natural process at least from my hear from all my friends who are parents and from people who have been parents or will probably always be, um, you know, the, prog- the, 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 the process is like you have them and they leave. Yeah. You know? <laughs> uh, and, and that's beautiful, you know, and it should be. So the, the hope is that you don't, if you don't follow what convention tells you, you follow what you believe. And right. then you don't become that. And that's what I think Nocturnal Animals is about, is that the character I play is the guy who's saying, We love each other, right? Like and at the time I think he's not necessarily all right because he's not evolved fully. You know, so she sort of makes this choice to leave him, but they have real love, you know? It's something real and it's something true and they both know it and then she gets scared and she cowers in the face of of her mother and what she's been told and she doesn't listen to her own heart she listens to what she thinks she should do and she gets all the trappings that we all hope we can get you know the you know the capitalist dream the the perfect house and everything's clean and there are hundreds of servants doing everything for you and essentially you're back in the womb again mm-hmm. you know and um and she's lost the thing she loves the most, and she has become her mother. So she stayed with her mother. She hasn't gone out. Right. And I think that's the idea. The idea from that movie when she says we all become our mothers." that her mother's become her mother. Of course. And she's saying it to her, and she um, is telling her it's this inevitable thing, and it's, it doesn't have to be true. Right. And, and ultimately, the thing that's, that's born— from this movie, the end is this beautiful story. And, and um, inevitably something will be born, you know, um, not necessarily in that movie their own child. Right. But this book and a communication to her to go be alive and live, which is why I think the movie is really hopeful in the end. Right. In the end, I think, you know, is spoilers, but like in the end, he doesn't show up, but he gives her the opportunity to live again. Right. And those old dreams of who he was, he is no longer. He killed that when he created this thing to express to her how much he loved her. Right. And that is, um, that's a way in which he's allowed her not to become her mother.
2: See, you know, I feel like I need to watch more movies, but you need to be there explaining them. Because <laughs> that, that was a much, because uh, at the end of it, movie I was like, oh man, why would he, oh, what the fuck? You it know? was a really
3: funny, <laughs> I was at a screening once in London I was just... and the... and the... there's a guy who goes, hey, he raises his hand, they're like, well, open the questions up to the audience and he was like, hey, can I ask you a question? And I was like, yeah. Uh, and he's like,
1: I just show up?
3: And I was like, well, dude, I mean, first of all, I didn't write the script but second of all, like, you know, she like, she like, divorced me and aborted our child so like, we what what do you do you you? Yeah. and he was like, that was 30 years ago.
2: So <laughs> <laughs> this is like, not a documentary. <laughs> and then he was like, I was like, I don't know what to
3: say to you. He was like, it's Amy Adams. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, I was like, he was yeah, really, yeah, he, he
2: was I really was like, jumping a lot it. of reality lines It was, it was
3: over. It was Sh- over. So
2: yeah. follow, so in the movie, you should have done this because that was Amy Adams and yeah, not the character. That
1: happens all the... the
3: time, dude. Yeah, That's I like, know. We just talked about it. It was like, you know, you, you play a gay cowboy, so you must be, you know, so it's just you, like, right. it's always the same thing, you know, it's like i just i wish i was as much of a badass as some of the characters i've played it's like wish fulfillment
2: (laughs) but i think i think also that i think that actually is a a huge compliment because people get so immersed that they feel like you're that guy you must be that guy how could you not be that guy
3: certainly hope that they do that's why that's what i hope happens yeah you know i mean that's the thing is like i'm not For a long time, I did it because I wanted people to think I was something different than I am. And now I just don't. I do it because I want people to be immersed. It's why you don't, you know, if you say you don't see me on social media or anything like that, like my job doesn't require that. You know, my job requires that I do, I play a character and I play that character as best as I can and immerse myself into that space so that you can have an experience when you go see a movie that you enjoy Mm -hmm. or that moves you or whatever it is. That's my job.
2: What was it before? What did you think you were doing before? What were you trying to do before?
3: I think maybe like, um, you know, you are, you know, you're told or you believe you're going to find love and, you know, play. I don't know. I, I think I thought articulate this better. I think I thought maybe um, I'm trying to think about like how I can articulate this the best way. P- pretending to be the thing that everybody would like. Sure, okay. You know? Um, and not really myself. Uh, and um, you know, that 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 was what I was trying. You know, it was like, oh, do this movie because then it's going to lead to that. Like, there's this belief... It was like this whole thing that, I mean, I I respect George Clooney, but I think he said something like, well, two for me or one for them or something like that. Right. And people say that to me all the time. I'm like, that is the most self-conscious way of looking at a career. And don't think I don't plan and think about things, but I will never make a decision based on like one for someone else and two for me. I just sure. won't. And I don't think that's what he means necessarily, but I think it's misinterpreted a lot to say like, well – I'm gonna do something that's not really me, and then I'm gonna go do something that is really me. Right. It's like it doesn't really make. So I, I, I think I was like just doing that. I was listening to a lot of what other people said, and that, well, this is gonna give you an opportunity, and that's gonna give you an opportunity, and you're gonna, again, you know, you'll put a down payment on the world. At right. One point, you know? Right. I just right. Am, I just am not. But I think interested. you're
2: lucky that you figure that out now, and not when you're 70. Like, oh shit, none of that mattered. You know, like it. Think it's. I think it's good to figure that out. Now I feel like I'm only just figuring that now, and I'm older than you are. But it, it you know, it, it is important because it it requires so much energy to tap dance all the time and try to, hey, you like me now, huh? How about this Like it's just it's fucking too much energy. It's just it's too, it's so consuming, and then then you're not really making good choices because they're sort of fear based choices. Oh, what if, what if you know? And it's not it, that just doesn't go in a good. It doesn't end up in a good place.
3: Very tiring, yeah. It is, yeah. Really, it is really tiring. But again, I go back to, like, dude, like, we're sitting in a table in, like, a really nice part of Los Angeles with, like, really smart, wonderful people around us. Like, you're doing the thing you love, and you're asking me, like, about me as if what I have to say is important. Like, what an amazing thing to be doing, yeah. you know, as a job. Yeah. I mean... Yeah, I just, I, I don't, I just, I, I think about that a lot. Um, And it's not to dismiss the relativity of everything, you know, I mean, but it is, it is one of those things that I particularly now can't stop thinking about, you know, I think with the state of the world and where we are is based on the fact that so many people don't have jobs, you know, um, and we're like, you know, just like we are in an incredible place to even have a work, but also the work that we love and that we even want to talk about. Right. Well, so. that's
2: the. I think you know, work-wise, that's the that's the best you can hope for. Is you know, do I enjoy what I'm doing, and do I not have to do things I don't want to do? I think that's. I always say that's the most success you could ever ask for. It doesn't matter what the metrics are.
3: What does uh, Sonheim say? And he says. Uh, Girls just want to have fun? Mm, yeah. 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 Right. <laughs> um some ways, yeah. In some certain things in some ways he says that, yeah. Um it's not as much uh it's not as much do what you like as it is that you like what you do. Right. Right. You know? And you, I think that's like a nice way of putting it.
2: it. What else are you? Is there anything else as we're sort of wrapping this up? But what else besides? Uh, w- oh, when does Stronger come out? Are you just editing that now? Yeah,
3: uh, that comes out next year. We don't have okay. a
2: firm release date yet. But
3: so, what else are you? Is there anything
2: else that you're working on that you want to mention or talk about, or anything else you're excited about?
3: Um, I mean, I've I've just done a lot of things. Um, I did this movie called Life. Um, uh, with Ryan Reynolds and Rebecca Ferguson and a lovely cast with Daniel Espinosa who directed mm-hmm. it, um, about this like crew on the International Space Station who discovers a new form of life, but it's a super fun and scary movie. Oh, that sounds um, great No, it's really yeah. It's and Seamus McGarvey who shot Nocturnal Animals, Cinematographers of Nocturnal Animals, shot that movie too. So it's beautiful and um, um, I did this movie called Okja that Bong Joon-ho is a amazing filmmaker who did like mother and, mm-hmm. um, uh, Snowpiercer and, Oh yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Snowpiercer was fun. It was a video he, game. It's basically like a video yeah, game. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Um, and he did the host. He did. He's a, he's yep, amazing, amazing filmmaker. We, I just did a movie with him in in Korea, which is like, uh, international cast, but like half Korean, half English movie about a, well, I won't tell you what it's, it's, mind-blowingly cool um are
2: you not allowed to say what the thing i don't know
3: if i'm allowed to say i don't think i'm allowed okay but um it's just like (laughs) i you know tilda swinton's in it and um a number of incredibly i mean incredible people
2: but tilda swinton is a mythical creature she is amazing yes she is She's, she's also
3: one of the most lovely people. Yeah. I guess mythical creatures are really lovely. They're very love. Most, a lot of them are. A lot of Some of, them, yeah, some some of are, them are. Some of them aren't that great. Beware. but She is yeah. a
2: good one. She is a good one. She
3: is, and like, almost poses from afar as if she might not be, but like, truly, she's a unicorn. She really is. She's a unicorn, and and like the loveliest unicorn who is. I had no idea. Like, I had no idea how. What a big heart she has.
2: I, can, I don't know. I At Comic-Con this past year, I, uh, they, they were taking our pictures for something, and then uh, I just said, can we? Can I take an awkward prom picture with you? And she just... And she, she was just like, yeah. Yeah, she, she took Big <laughs> Spoon, she took Big Spoon, and just wrapped <laughs> her arms around me, and it was fucking
3: am, 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 amazing.
2: Yeah. But just, she was so checked in, didn't go, yeah. what is this? Like, she yeah. was just
3: didn't even question it. She's so great. She's so great. Yeah, she's in that, and... Um, she produced that that uh, ochia, and uh, so she'll be in girls just want to have fun too. The reboot, oh right my till My God,
1: <laughs> dude, this is good. If this happens, I saw a light go
3: on in your eye. That is an amazing idea.
2: Um, Obviously, your sister has to be in it. I mean, you would have to. She
3: or she do you play. not put her in it because? I mean, everybody was like f- thirty five, forty playing high school. <laughs> mm-hmm, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, like, yeah, we could all be in it.
2: Yeah. I think that could be part of the fun of it, is that everyone is clearly not 16 years... You know, like, everyone is...
3: I know. Clearly. How old were they? Well... They're great in it. Sarah...
2: I, I mean, the 80s... I guess Sarah Jessica would have been in her early to mid-20s back then. She's...
3: Both of them, her and Helen Hunt, are... They're... I'm safe to say incredible in that. They're incredible. Like, I'm not joking. Those are... There's some incredible stage actors in that movie. And, and this, this is the thing about that movie. And it... It does, it does speak to the times that we're in because, you know, we like, we joke about it, but there's a lot of craft in that movie and a lot of preparation that the today's filmmaking, you don't see as much anymore. Like you cut on a Moviola is different than you cut on an Avid and you can like change everything and everything's digital and you can, you can take this person out of a frame and put some version you couldn't do that at the time. So craft was so different even in movies like that and you watch back on you're like that choice was a choice it was planned. They they planned it for months. They they rehearsed it for months. They had to. They there was no pretending here. It was like and such good actors in that movie. <laughs> I mean that's I mean and um yeah, I was really well, I think, really moved by it. So, in addition
2: tell. to nocturnal animals, you're also promoting "Girls Just Want to Have Fun."
3: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Life. Nocturnal <laughs> animals. Girls just want to have fun.
2: <laughs> and yeah. I hope someone like Cinema Blender or someone picks. Someone just picks it up. <laughs> Jake are ready to produce reboot of I'm "Girls so Just Want to Have Fun." Yeah, I'm so down. I mean, <laughs> I'm you can source so it here. You can source it
3: here. Wikipedia. Dude, I'm so so down.
2: for I'm that. so happy that we. I, I it was such a pleasure chatting with you. I really really enjoyed Same this conversation. Here. Thank you. You, for having it was me. So nice of you to come. And also, thank you for. I, I just realized I'm still wearing my TV makeup and my.
3: Yeah, you look a little like a dick. Yeah. I, <laughs> I was going to say, it's fine. I was like, what? He walked in. I was like, he has makeup on for a what radio interview? Doing?
2: Yeah. What well, a dick. No, the audience can hear it, man. They just hear. <laughs> they can hear. the. It's my mask. It's my mask. Don't it's my mask. question the mask. The audience can hear the blemishes when it's not covered up. No. This
3: is who I am. It's who I am. This is who I am. Like, the,
2: <just> like <laughs> mascara around my eyes. And it's just like No, you're a unicorn too. I, I'm not until this went unicorn but yeah it's the the the, the tv makeup is uh i couldn't even notice man well i appreciate that's what i was fishing for so i appreciate that uh <laughs> <laughs> i just realized at the end of it because I don't know, if – I don't know if you, you know, most people. I don't know if they know when they come here. Like, oh, this is where you shoot a show, and that's not, and this isn't just I mean, a podcast like, you studio. Just
3: like get a, like a weird random room.
2: No, okay, yeah. No, no, my our stage is on the other. So this is my dressing room is through there, and I put this little podcast room here so, so that nice. I could walk off, like come out of work and come straight to this one to do this. And you
3: just like walk in here and just like have like. Semi interesting people in here. You talk to them. I mean, it, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just speaking for myself. But you have like mean. you have you walk out of your you walk out of your work in another work and you you have really you have conversations. With yeah, really and, I, and, and and there's so
2: really cool. there's really no I there's no reason for me to do this other than I just like doing it. I just like talking to interesting people, and I like for me it's always been. You know, just trying to learn from people and understand, and understand why people make the choices they make, and how do they navigate a lot of the same shit that so many of us who do this kind of thing seem to have. So it's always interesting to to get this kind of human side of people and go, "Well, I didn't really know anything about Jake before the thing, but what a fucking great guy!" And what a you know, like just to hear, I don't know. And there were even do you find that people are generally honest. I mean, I I don't I have no way of really knowing, but I do feel like, um, that to talk to someone for this long, sometimes people come in and I can feel the shields go up because they're used to doing junkets, mm-hmm. and you know they're worried that am I saying the right thing or how is this going to get dissected and used and what is it yeah. what story are they do I not intend for this to come out of and but this is just we kind of just let it be what it is so it you know there's no we don't we always I always want people to kind of leave feeling like oh that actually was that was nice you know because I don't want anyone to feel blindsided and I want it to feel just open and I mean I think people are honest unless you know a lot of I mean a lot of them there are a lot of actors so maybe they're just exceptional pretenders but I feel like it's hard to do that I feel like you can kind of tell at a certain point like eh, I don't know you yeah. know and I do think even people who struggle a little bit at the beginning to relax into it they usually do we have a pretty good we have exactly. a pretty good success rate for that and i don't know what to attribute that to but i just feel like when you really just let someone talk for a while they it's like you know this sort of goes away and then they're just yeah. you're just talking and that's why i don't have a list of questions and like and then what happened because i don't want people to go into yeah Charlie Rose mode where they're like
3: ah, I don't well, I'm you, pretending like I'm you. smart which means I'm stupid Charlie your eyes are dead
2: are you alive <laughs> <laughs> and then what <laughs> what did you do the <laughs> you know no, he
3: just walks out of his suit and his suit just stays there <laughs>
2: <laughs> have you ever done
3: they're that like, I'm sorry Charlie's gone we don't know what happened we don't it's know what to... <laughs> happened to him it's just a sentient suit now uh, <laughs> but I guess you could talk to the suit this table's been here for a hundred and 30,000 years. <laughs> this was my table at, uh, that I shared with the dinosaurs when I interviewed them.
2: <laughs> Tell me about
3: the asteroid. <laughs> what? An <laughs> the asteroid.
2: They got rid of all the dinosaurs. And Charlie's ju- Charlie's just a fucking... Charlie feels like one of those guys that could... He lives in the space-time conti- time continuum. I, there's He's no like, doubt. Yeah. There's no like, doubt. He will always be alive and he feels like a guy that is probably most you know could go and drink until 8am and then go straight to work put on a different tie and be I'm not saying he does that <laughs> I'm just saying I'm just saying he feels like that kind of old school guy
3: that kind of guy he's uh, yeah he's he's like one of the like you know that prestigious interview that like you see the people who you respect like like I I mean I remember Ed Zwick who's so smart and like just sort of cower at charlie rose you know like i remember like i'd be like um hey charlie don't say hello to charlie rose you know what i mean i'm like what's up and then he'd be like well and then then he used all these huge big like harvard words and i was like i wouldn't know what he was saying he's like well the supercalifragilisticexpialidocious like and i'd be like what is happening and yeah that's he charlie rose just turns people into well because intellectual mush because he's so
2: He's 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 an immovable object. He is. You can't throw him off. He knows his shit and he's not afraid. And, and if
3: he doesn't know his shit,
2: someone's telling it to him in his ear. At least. Yeah. At <laughs> least somewhere he has created this artifice. But uh, but he also just doesn't. He just no. he's, he just can't knock him down. Yeah,
3: why don't you make a fist and hold your hand like that?
2: When you're, yeah, the most <laughs> defensive body posture possible <laughs> to make people feel uncomfortable. I just want you to know there's a barrier here. This is going one way. You're not getting in this way. Yeah, I could do it. Uh, thanks for being here, man. It was a real, it was a real pleasure. Uh, enjoy your burrito, everyone, and go see Nocturnal Animals, which is uh, is this going up when it's still is going up next week? Still in theaters? Still in theaters? Go see Nocturnal Animals, and uh, yeah, come back anytime.
3: Thank you so much. You're you very welcome. Thank enjoy your burrito,
2: everyone.